0: Matthew chapter 25 verses 31 through 34. When the Son of Man shall come in His glory and all the holy angels with Him, and and He shall sit upon the throne of His glory, and before Him shall be gathered all nations, and He shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats, and He shall set the sheep on His right hand and the goats on the left." Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come ye, blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. And let's pray, and then the girls will come sing. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that you gave it to us word by word. Not one of those words is lost in the old King James Bible. You said that you would preserve it forever. It's forever inspired. It's still giving life. And it still is living Lord I pray that you help us today as we preach Lord as Jesus represents me before you may I represent you before your people today may I give them what you have for them in a special way please in Jesus name amen you may be seated
1: lost in the dark lost in was alone, I needed a friend. I did not think anyone cared for my soul. Set free by his grace, I wandered in. Holy Son Now as His child Boldly I come To His throne Oh what a joy I can't describe He's quickened my spirit Made me alive Set me in heavenly places On high Made me His own Now I'm cradled In mercy And covered in grace From hell and the grave, set free by His grace. I wandered in darkness, now I walk in light. I washed in His blood, secure in His love, and cradled in mercy. I wandered in darkness, now I walk in light. A single minute without Jesus in it, cause when I look around I have no place to run. What about His grace? What about how He came? What about the blood He shed on Calvary that washes sin away? of all he's done and how he helps us overcome how could we ever run away what about his grace Presence and you felt his mercy flow straight from his throne and glory to your wounded soul. How could you ever turn your back on Jesus when he died to free us? Ask yourself this simple thing before you go what about his grace? What about how he came? What about the blood he shed on Calvary That washes sin away? Think of all he's done And how he helps us overcome How could we ever run away? What about his grace? Amen. the blood he shed on Calvary that washes sin away think of all he's done and how he helps us overcome how could we ever run away what about his grace think of all he's done and how he helps us overcome how could we ever run away
0: tremendous, tremendous. In the words of that famous man that I know, if that don't light your fire, your wood's wet. Ah, that's good stuff right there. God calls himself our shepherd. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. Here in Matthew chapter 25, God talks about God being our shepherd and how he'll separate the sheep and the goats. May I say something? God calls his people sheep. Uh, God makes it very clear that we are the sheep of his pasture. Uh, You say, why? Well, they're big, they're fluffy, and not real smart. We qualify. Uh, We... We humans are very much like, and we're not animals. I don't believe the evolutionists and the people that say that man is an animal. Right. God created man yes. and woman. Amen. He only created two. Right. Amen. Amen. And they knew which bathroom to use. Amen. They weren't confused. Uh, God made everything after its own kind. Yes, now... We really are, though, much like uh, herd-type animals in the fact that uh, people kind of follow each other. And they just kind of do whatever's going on at the time. God tells us here in Matthew chapter 25 that there is going to be an event take place. It does not use this word, but it's an event called the rapture. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm excited about the rapture. I, I say this often at a at a graveside type situation at a funeral. Uh, you get down here. My mom's body's about a mile down the road at the cemetery, and uh, brother Jimbo and Miss Lily and a bunch of others down there. Can I tell you something? That's just a piece of resurrection ground. That's right. uh, that's, that's a, you got to buy that. But it, one of these days, it's going to pop open, and we're coming out of that. Thing. Right. Amen. And there's a day coming where Jesus will come back, and the dead in Christ will rise first, and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet him in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. We're going to blow this popsicle stand up. Amen? And I'm ready to go. But until then, uh, we still have to live here on earth. Now, in Matthew chapter 25 God makes a statement, and I want you to look at me, and I think I can teach you something that will help you. God says that he's going to separate the sheep and the goats. That means that the sheep and the goats are still together, correct? Yes, sir. Huh? That means that at that time, though, when he comes back, the sheep will be taken away and the goats will be left. Part of the, uh, I don't think it's hard to live the Christian life. I've been preaching, it'll be 43 years at the end of this month, I will have surrendered to preaching and have been preaching. I've been, I'm 56 years old and been going to church for 57 years. You say, preacher, that can't happen. I went to church for nine months before I was hatched. Trust me, it can happen. Uh, but part of the hardness of living the Christian life is this. We sheep have to spend time with goats. Jesus said he was in the world, but not of the world. And as we live our life, and as we live the Christian life, if we're not careful, and this is the sermon, if you miss this, you're going to miss everything. Why is it then that we sheep want to act like a bunch of old goats? God doesn't want you to be an old goat. He wants you to be a sheep. Uh, Goats are nasty attitude. Pushy. uh, Get a little mean. Uh, They just hard-headed and do what they want to do. Often found in places they should not be doing things they ought not do. And yet we Christians wonder why in the Christian life as we spend time in the world, that we end up being more like a goat than a sheep. Can I tell you something? We don't need billy goat Christianity. We need sheep Christianity. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'll say it again later, I'm sure. That's why we don't need churches that are (laughs) catering to goats. Churches aren't supposed to be uh, enticing goats to come in to try to... You can't change a goat into a sheep. I don't care what you do. It's not going to happen. But we're supposed to have a place where sheep can come and be protected in the fold. And that's exactly, oops, what God wants. Just leave it there. Don't worry. I'll knock a few more over after a while. Let me ask you a question. Do you act more like a sheep or more like a goat? Is your first reaction to spiritual things to push and shove and go against it? Is it to decide whether or not you're going to obey and uh, kind of do your own thing? Or are you willing to just be like a sheep and follow the shepherd? When my son Josh was very little, we were in South Carolina. He was born while we were in California, but... We moved to South Carolina. There's a place down there called Charlestown Landing in the Charleston area. If you've ever been there, uh, it's it's kind of a, uh, it's the South's version of Amish. Uh, It's kind of old colonial type situation. And they still had candle makers and all kinds of old things. The kids love it. They had a little petting zoo there with goats. And my son, Josh, probably was about three, maybe four years old. Uh, and my mom and dad were down. We took them down to Charlestown Landing. I think Jeff may have just been born. I don't remember, but he was teeny tiny if he was. And we were there. Josh was walking over to a goat, and I said, "Oh, this ought to be good." My mom and my wife—they're just. Ah, 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 yeah. My dad's looking at me, going, mm. I "Said, yep." I just stood there and smiled a while, and that goat came over, and he was sniffing all over Josh, and he was petting it, and he was having fun. Well, that goat decided it had enough, and he put that old head down and just started pushing, just did this. Josh thought that was fun. Let me push back. Well, by the time he started pushing back, that old goat gave him a good old swift, boom, and then as he was on the ground, went like this. My wife and my mom, ah! My dad and I are going, ah! <laughs> You say, you didn't do that. Yes, I did. My son still doesn't like goats to this day for some reason. <laughs> now, uh, knocked him over and just did him good. Can I tell you something? That's kind of what most Christians are like. We act more like that old goat... Than we do being sheep. Too many Christians uh, decide that they're going to try to be as worldly as they can and still be a sheep. i tell you something, a sheep can't lose the fact that it's a sheep. Just like you can't convert a goat into a sheep, you can't convert a sheep into a goat. But if you put the goats and the sheep together, the sheep are going to get mean. Let me ask you a question. Are you more like a sheep or a goat? I'm not calling you an old goat yet. Let me help you today. Number one, to be a sheep, we need to listen to the shepherd, not the false teaching of the goats. Goats. We need to learn to listen to the shepherd, not the false teaching of the goats. <laughs> Matthew chapter 7, verse number 15 says this. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravening wolves. That's your false preachers. That's your Joel Holstings. I mean, Olstings. That's your people that teach that you can get saved by joining a church or being baptized or being a good person or being saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost and blabber and say all the motorcycle names backwards. That has nothing to do with salvation. Uh, God says that there'll be shepherds in, or wolves in shepherds' clothing. They may be kind, and they may be soft, and they may be suave gentlemen, but they are nicely sending people to hell. I get a little sick and tired of people saying, well, preacher, you're just a little rough. Well, to knock the rough edges off, you take sandpaper, amen? And Billy Sunday said it best, you can't love God unless you hate sin, and you can't Love flowers unless you hate weeds. And it takes somebody that's not maybe quite as nice to preach truth. We have a generation that thinks truth is unkind. The Supreme Court had three major rulings this week. (laughs) Finally, in a good direction. Boston University Law School had to set up rooms for law students to go to to recover and to cry because of the Supreme Court decision and how mean they were. (laughs) I hope they had burp rags too. (sighs) I ain't changing no diapers. You wonder why I hate public education? Those are the lawyers of the next generation Being told that standing for truth and justice is bad. How criminal is that? You see, I don't care how kind somebody is. If they're not preaching truth, they're sending people to hell. Well, you have a bad attitude, preacher. I don't have a bad attitude against people. I have a bad attitude against the devil. I have a bad attitude against sin. I have a bad attitude about letting people die and go to hell. I don't care how nice somebody is. If they won't give them the truth, how nice are they? Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not for walking up to somebody and, look, if you don't get saved, you're going to fry in hell like a sausage. All right? I don't believe in that. And I believe there's an an appropriate way to speak to people. But I'm not going to hold back the truth because I might offend somebody. Truth will offend error. Amen. Did you know that light offends darkness to the part where darkness leaves? That's right. The problem today is not how loud the wrong is; it's how quiet the good is. That's right. We have hidden the truth for too long. Well, preacher, you just sound so rough. Well, if all these pantywaist little sissy britches preachers would get up and preach like they used to, we wouldn't have this problem. Amen. Preachers weren't supposed to wear lace on their underwear. They were supposed to yes. preach aloud and cry aloud like a trumpet. Amen. Not wiggle when they walk. Amen. Hollywood is full of goats. So why do we want to bring Hollywood into Christianity? I hate to tell you something, and please don't get mad at me. I don't watch all of Hollywood's renditions of Christian things because how can unsafe people teach you anything about the Bible? That's right. Well, it's better. Well, yeah, that's like eating out of the top of the garbage can instead of the bottom. (laughs) Uh, Did you know that Satanism is known as the goat's head, one of their signs? Huh. (laughs) I was out so witting in Ohio when I was preaching back in May, and... The couple we were so witting with said, oh, don't go to that door. That lady's a practicing Wiccan witch. I said, good, let's go there. <laughs> and the guy looked at me. I said, no, I'm going there first. I said, that's the first door I'm knocking in this neighborhood. I said, as soon as I opened my mouth, and, she said, and the, the, the wife said, well, I, she wanted to stand there and argue. She was mean. She was nasty. I said, she won't say a word to me. She said, what? I said, she won't say a word to me. I knocked on the door. I didn't ring the bell. I knocked on the door. Here come this thing to the door, and you could tell it was an evil presence. And I had a gospel track in my hand. I shoved it in her face. I said, ma'am, I'm Pastor Craig Bush from Grace Baptist Church, actually Massimo Baptist Temple. And uh, I said, we're going through the area. Do you get to go to church somewhere? Uh, No. I looked. Uh, she had the door open man there was pentagrams and goat's heads and all kinds of weird stuff in there i knew exactly what she was i said ma'am i came to tell you some good news jesus came to die for you so that you could die and go to heaven and not have to go to hell someday she said i am a witch i said god will forgive you she said i i can't talk right now she backed up and closed the door she didn't talk any louder than that the whole time brother steve can I tell you why? She met her match. She knew somebody had enough oomph that she wasn't going to challenge it. Guy with me said, she really didn't say anything, did she? I said, mm I said, the problem is too many people are afraid of the truth. When the truth comes boldly, evil leaves very quickly. <laughs> okay. You're going to get mad at me. We ought not be so entertained by the Marvel comic world and the powers of darkness, the powers of evil as good. I said it. When darkness is pronounced as good, you're promoting the devil over God. I'm talking about Batman, Spider Man, Wonder Woman, Harry Potter, all that mess. Say, preacher, those are just, yeah, I know what they're just, but look where we're at in America today. Now, Tom and Jerry is considered a violent cartoon. Good night. Tom and Jerry was my favorite because the cat always got whipped. Tom hated cats as much as I did, or Jerry did as much as I do. Amen. <laughs> Hoorah! I'm telling you something. If some of you allow your kids to watch it and you watch it, but if your kids came home dressed like that, you'd want to throw them out of your house. I'm talking about video games that were are filled with filth, demonism, and and violence. I've talked to many police officers. I've talked to many chief of police. I've talked to Sheriff Hanson in Jefferson County. He'll tell you the most dangerous criminals are those that are brought up on video games because they're desensitized. They have killed and killed and killed and killed and killed and killed and killed on a screen to where they have no adrenaline rush and killing does not bother them at all. It is very dangerous to bring people up in a situation where you're killing people. Everybody doing all right? We're supposed to listen to the shepherd, not to wolves in shepherd's clothing. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about these suave-sounding Bible scholars. They talk about God. Well, God's name spelled G-O-D, not G-A-W-D. It's not God, it's God. It's all they are is wolves and goats in shepherd's clothing. <laughs> well, you're just not real intelligent. Well, I may be a dumb country preacher, but I can show somebody how to get out of hell. You might have more degrees than you have temperature, and you might have more letters after your name than you're worth. But may I say something? If you have all that intelligence and never stop and tell a lost sinner how they can get saved and how to keep somebody out of hell, what good is all that intelligence? You're You're talking about Dr. Jorgensen and good night. I love Dr. J. Dr. J is one of those people that's so smart, you don't want to be around him too much. I'll show up to the college every once in a while, and he'll, <laughs> Dr. J's mind is always working, and sometimes you wonder what it's working on, and he'll, hi, 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 wait a minute, Brother Bush, is that you? <laughs> yes, sir, I love it, uh, here's a man that graduated with honors from Princeton, And for over 50 years has been training full-time Christian servants. More people in the ministry today all around the world because of that man than any other man in the world. I texted him this morning and said, Doc, you're my hero. Thank you. Thank you for your influence. Now, he wasn't the most influential person in my life. But he was an influence. And I love him. Here's a man that's a Princeton grad. You watch him talk about his bus kids and watch him weep. Watch him go out and knock on doors and let snotty-nosed little bus kids crawl all over him and win them to Christ. Talk to their families. Yeah, I'll take a smart guy like that because he tells people how to get out of hell. Can I tell you something? Quit being a goat and going against what, what God says. The Lord is our shepherd. Why do we want to fight him? <laughs> I'm sick up to hear, and you're going to hear it in the next three days, trust me. I'm sick up to hear with Christians that say, well, God hasn't convicted me about that yet. Since when do you have to be found guilty of doing wrong before you do right? How about we choose to do right because it's right to do, not because we've been found guilty, punished, and are forced to do right? I don't want to be the kind of, uh, I told Brother Fugit this morning, I'd never liked a whipping or a whooping. I had both. Don't like either. Say, what's a whooping? That's a whipping on steroids. That's a powwow. Dad powed and we wowed. Amen. That's the Board of Education applied to the seat of knowledge. Yeah, <sighs> yeah buddy. Can I tell you something? I, I didn't, I, I'd rather obey than get a whooping. Mm-hmm. I'd rather put myself in a place where God is pleased before he has to whip the fire out of me before, before I obey. Why is it that we Christians want to wait till God beats us up before we do something? So, we need to listen to the shepherd. Not the teaching of false teachers, the wolves and the goats. Number two, lost sheep are following goats, not shepherds. Lost sheep are following goats, not shepherds. Berkeley and Jefferson County are filled full of people who are saved that are following the wrong crowd. I meet them. I know. I've knocked on tens and tens and tens of thousands of doors in this area. Matthew chapter 10, verse number 6 says this. I'll just let God say it for us. But go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. As you go, preach saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out the devils. Freely you have received, freely give. Does that sound like Jesus was wiggling when he walked Oh, just love, love, love. You don't cast out devils by love, love, love. <laughs> uh, Matthew chapter 15, verse number 24 says much the same thing. Matthew chapter 15, verse number 24. Bible says, But he answered and said, I am not sent unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Now, notice something. These aren't people who are lost as far as they're not sheep. These are sheep who are lost. These are sheep who are wandering around with the goats and the wolves, about to be destroyed. Listen to me very carefully. The moment you get saved, you get born again. You can't be unborn spiritually because you're born of the Spirit, as I said two weeks ago on Wednesday night. But you're also adopted, and you're adopted at the very moment you get born spiritually. That way your body and your soul can follow your spirit to heaven for eternity. Now watch this, but you could go to heaven a disobedient child. Do you think I have always... 100% obeyed my mom and my dad when I was a kid. Of course I did. (laughs) Yes, the altar is big enough for me. (laughs) But I never stopped being their child whether I obeyed or disobeyed. Just because you disobey doesn't mean you quit being a child of God. But you may follow the wrong crowd and become stray. You see, lost sheep Don't lose their salvation. We would call it backslidden. Running with the wrong crowd. Doing the wrong things even though you have the right thing on the inside. Lost sheep are trying to live like goats. Bless God, our church isn't going to be a lost sheep church as far as we're not bringing the goats music into our church. We're not going to have rock concerts at church. We're not going to have the smoke machines and all the filth and vile of the goats for sheep to worship with. I'm sick and tired of churches calling themselves churches when they're a bunch of goat pens. We're not going to have the goat's attitude. Be mean and nasty. (laughs) Brother Steve, y'all got a different kind of spirit around here. Yes, we do. Miss Loretta provides us with those spirits. I mean, uh, <laughs> she, she understands that verse. Be still and know I'm gone.
1: <laughs>
0: now, uh, can I tell you, <laughs> you don't have to be crazy to come, but please take your meds. Uh, can I tell you something? I, I thank God for a happy spirit in the church, a friendly spirit. A spirit where it's okay to make some mistakes every once in a while. And guess what? We're all sinners. That's right. The guy standing in front of you is no better than you are. I'm as much a safe sinner as you are. Amen. But I'm still a sinner. Shut up. Yes, <laughs> Can I tell you something? Yeah, Lost sheep are more likely to face tragedy. Lost sheep are more likely to face destruction than those that stay in the fold. say, well, preacher, they they brought it on themselves. Did you know a self-inflicted wound hurts just as bad as one that was brought on by somebody else? Why does where the wound came from matter to the caregiver? If you shoot yourself in the foot, like Barney Fife, (laughs) or somebody else shoots you, the pain is no different. The wound is no different. So why is it different to us, Pharisee? Why do you have to judge from where the pain came? You're so stuck up that if you walked out in a rainstorm, you'd drown because your nose is upside down. (laughs) Goats look for new folds. Sheep are content to stay in their own. I understand when churches change, there's changes that need made. And and please listen to me very carefully. I'm not, if you're visiting today and you're from another church, I'm not criticizing your church. I don't even know what church you came from. I happen to believe this is the best one in the area. I just kind of enjoy seeing God work. But can I tell you something? I'm not here to take you from your church. But if the church changes... I, I know people that have stay in a church so long. Well, grandma and grandpa, my, my kindred are, they're buried out back. Well, there's more people out back buried than there are attending church. Dig up grandma and grandpa, bury them down here. Doesn't matter where somebody's buried. You ought to be going where the, where the blessing is. You ought to go where the power of God is. Just because it's always been, you're living life, look in the rear view mirror. And you drive just looking in the rearview mirror, you're going to crash. There's a reason the windshield's bigger than the rearview mirror. (laughs) Goats are always looking for another place to go. Now, if you need a place to go, doors are open. Come on in. It's fine. But I'm not one of these people that, well, we'll try this one a while, try this one a while, try this one a while. Good night. (laughs) You're not buying a used car. (laughs) be careful on Facebook. I'm just going to say it right here. We need less Facebook and we need more people with their face in the book. Preacher, your church isn't on Facebook. You're right, and never will be. Have no plans of it. I'm not saying it's sinful, but I see way too much and see what happens on Facebook way too much to be one a part of that. Besides, I don't even know what's that thing we have podcast. I don't even know what that is. We got one, but I don't know what it is. Shoot, growing up where I was, that means you're planting beans. Amen. I don't even have a computer in my office. I don't have one at home. I'm told I have an iPad, but I haven't seen it in three or four years. I don't even know where it's at. When my printer dies, it only costs me about 70 cents. I go get another one. Amen. (laughs) I'm going to make a statement here. Goats want a shepherd that has few rules so they can live the way they want to live. Sheep need somebody that's willing to toe the line and help them follow the rules so they don't destroy themselves. Please listen to me very carefully. I'm only 56 years old. Only. Shut up. (laughs) But because of the millions of people I've worked with, I know more about life than probably most everybody in here except maybe Brother Fisher. Can I tell you something? I've watched all the decisions you're about to make and how they end up. And there's a reason some of the rules are what they are. Everybody doing okay? Amen. Okay. So don't get mad when the preacher says, well, uh, are we going to uh, let? No. Are we going to have screens? Never. We don't need follow the bouncy ball. Pick up your songbook. Open it up. We still believe in songs about the blood. Amen. Yes. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Yes. We're not going to change them. Next. We need to learn to listen to the voice of the shepherd. I'm not talking about me, I'm talking about God. John chapter 10. John chapter 10. One of the sweetest passages, John chapter 10. Look at verse number 14. The Bible says this, I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep and other sheep I have, which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Skip down to verse 26. But ye believe not, because ye are not of my sheep, as I said unto you. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them. And they follow me. I give them eternal life. And they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Please listen to me. I'll finish quickly. You need to learn to listen to the voice of the shepherd. And follow it. I'm not much. No amens. I know it. But I've made this church a promise. I'll be a shepherd, not a cowboy. That's right. I'll walk point, and I'll lead. You follow behind, and we're going to follow him. Yes. I'm not going to sit in the back and, yeah, shoo, yeah, get going, yeah, drive you like a bunch of cows. I'll walk point, but can I tell you something? When the shepherd talks, listen. Mm-hmm. He gave us a book. We ought to read his words. Amen. He gave us a church. We ought to come here and preach and talk Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. We ought to memorize the words of God. We ought to teach others the words of God. That's called going soul winning. We're to be yielded to the spirit that helps guide us through his words. Please listen. I'm going to preach a whole sermon on this one day. Don't go after stray sheep. Amen. For you to go after a friend that stray, you become stray yourself. Yes, sir. Stay in the fold. Let the shepherd go after the stray. Amen. Brother Steve, you and I have watched many sheep ruin their lives because they go after a stray sheep and become stray themselves and the wolves get them. It's not the sheep's job to go after stray sheep. It's the shepherd's job. I don't blame America's problems today on the White House. I blame it on the church house. It's the pulpits in America. It's not the politicians in D.C. Uh, Don't fellowship so much with goats. How about we fellowship with sheep and the shepherd, not the goats? Anyone who's trying to draw you away from God... Anyone who's trying to draw you away from the sheepfold is a wolf or a goat. Amen. Stay away from them. Right. Is that not what Psalm 23 is all about? The Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want. Listen to the next statement. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Uh-oh. When God has to make you do something, do you know what that means? I've talked to several sheep farmers. There are times a, a, a sheep will get ornery and it'll wander away and become stray. And they'll bring it back. But if it becomes a repetitive issue, that term making them to lie down in green pastures means this. He'll go find that sheep and he'll pick it up and he'll take its leg and he'll break its leg. And he puts it back together and tapes it up and puts him around his shoulders and takes him back to the fold and lays lays him down so that he can't get up and wander away. He's not being mean. He's trying to keep that sheep from ruining its life. Trying to keep it from being torn from wolves and bears and other critters. He has to make it lie down. He has to force him because it will not decide to follow on his own. I don't want to be the kind of sheep that God's got to break my arm. Slap me upside the head. I'd rather be that sheep that as Jesus... Did you ever notice Jesus didn't force anybody to follow him? He walked up to a bunch of businessmen and said, Fellas, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Follow me. I'm going somewhere. Just follow me. So, how do we become God's sheep. First of all, you get saved. I'm not talking about joining church, not talking about baptism or some experience. I'm talking about you realize you're a sinner because we're sinners. There's a penalty on sin, which is death and hell. And that Jesus came, was born of a virgin, lived a sinless, righteous life for you and me. He shed his blood at Calvary. He died. He resurrected. And he paid sin's debt for us. He put his own blood on the mercy seat in heaven. Now, listen to me. We don't get it by what we do, we get it by what he did. For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Say, what is that gift of God? That gift of God is faith. Romans chapter 12, verse number 3. God hath given. To every man the measure of faith. You don't even have enough faith to get saved. God had to provide into the heart of man. Every human being has the ability for enough faith to get saved. You put that faith in what Jesus did for you to take you to heaven. At that moment, the Bible says you're born again. The Holy Spirit of God moves in. And God then has made you a new creature in Christ. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. It doesn't mean you quit sinning. It doesn't mean you quit having all the bad desires you had before. You have a new nature that's been added to an old nature. And you have the wherewithal to have a spiritual nature. And the eternal genetics of God applied to your life to where you can live eternally and grow eternally with him. But it's not done by joining a church, getting baptized, being good, all those other things. You get it by trusting Jesus Christ as your Savior. It's so simple that 52 years ago I did it as a child. If you've been saved and never baptized, we could take care of that today. But it doesn't get you to heaven. I can take my wedding ring off. I'm still married. My wedding ring lets people know I'm married. That's all baptism is. It's letting everybody else know that you've been that you've trusted the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus to take you to heaven. That's all it is. Maybe you ought to decide you're not going to be an old goat, but you'll be a sheep. Every head bowed, every eye closed, I'm done. I wonder. Give everybody the respect they deserve for a moment, but I wonder who would say, Preacher, if I died today. I won't lie to you, I won't lie to anybody, and I'll not call anybody's name. You say, Preacher, if I died today, I'm 100% sure I'd go to heaven. Would you raise your hand? I've trusted Christ, amen. You may put your hands down. Who'd say, Preacher, if I died today? I don't know that for sure, but I sure would like to know it someday. I'll not call your name, I'll not embarrass you, just like I did not these that raised their hand just a moment ago. You say, Preacher, that's me. I don't know for sure I'm saved, but I'd like to know it. Would you tr- raise your hand? All right. Someone else? Thank you would say, Preacher, somewhere in that sermon something I needed today. Would you raise your hand? Oh, my soul. Scores and scores of hands, you may put them down. In a moment, the piano play. When the piano begins to play, we'll stand to our feet. When we stand to our feet, those of you that raised your hand saying, Preacher, I don't know for sure. How about you come? If you're a man, I'll have a man. Take the Bible and show you how you can know for sure. If you're a lady, I'll have a lady. Take the Bible and show you how you can know for sure. This is a place to come get saved. Nobody's going to laugh at you. They're going to rejoice with you. You raised your hand and said, God's been working on my heart, preacher. Maybe I've been a bit more of a goat than a sheep. Then maybe you need to come to an old-fashioned altar and kneel and get things right with the Lord and decide to get in the fold and keep reproducing in the fold.